Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. This is the end. Yes, indeed, dear friends, this is nearly the end, actually. By the way, did you ever wonder why Jim Morrison and the Doors didn't record This Is Nearly The End? Probably because it has less drama built into the lyrics, one would imagine. But my word, if drama's your thing, then you really should have been at the den yesterday. This is the end, beautiful prayer. There we witnessed a cornucopia of frills, spills and dramatis personae worthy of William Shakespeare himself. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of Achtung Millwall. My name is of course Nick Hart and I am your Captain Willard, taking you today 75 clicks beyond the Dolong Bridge. In today's show, we feature a full review of yesterday's apocalyptic events at the Den. At the half-time break, we have some midweek reviewing of the Blackburn Away loss with John Shipman, our Northern correspondent. And then finally, some post-match cud-chewing with our regular correspondent, Charlie Mahoney. Listeners, the fat lady isn't yet singing, but we now have to believe that Mill's season is close to being terminated with extreme prejudice. But first... A little R&R, let's rewind the clock 24 hours back to Zampa Road yesterday, and let's surf those boom. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. 
That's stamps.com code program. Beaches. Ah, I love the smell of hot dogs in the morning. Hello, good afternoon and welcome listeners. As you can hear, I am at the Den and as ever for us drama junkies, that's what we are, Millwall fans, we are drama addicts. We have a cataclysmic situation before us, a must-win game for the Lions, must, must, must win game for the Lions. Uh, Derby in playoff contention also on a must-win, they won't want to let this drop either. So there we are, the stage is set. Mill versus Derby. Massive game, everything riding on it for both sides. What could possibly go wrong? Achtung, Mehlball. So Lions team to face Derby today. You've got Falling Goal, back line done, Nelson, Huyvel and Harding. Across the middle, Martin, Jimmy Addo, player of the year, incidentally, I noticed on Aldo's tweets, tweet line. Nicky Bailey, Martin Walford with his broken nose from, from in the week. Well done to Martin Walford. Up front, we've got O'Brien and Gregory. Sitting on the bench, Archer, Jack Powell, Thompson. I don't know who Thompson is. Ben Thompson. Maguire Gray, Paris Cowanhall, Gary Taylor-Fletcher, Ricardo Fuller. Now, we're going to pause, and I make no apologies. Silence doesn't work well on the radio, but I'm going to pause for a minute of silence for the Bradford Fire Disaster. Impeccable, you heard it, it was impeccable. Fantastic gesture by Derby, Millwall fans alike. Now back to business, back to business. And what business we have, listeners? Mainly Championship Survival, that is the name of our game. Not thermonuclear war, Championship Survival. There we go, Derby kick us off, going towards the Coldblow Lane end. In their white and black, Millwall obviously in the traditional dark blue and white. Of course, this week's game-changing news was, of course, the points deduction meted out to Rotherham United for playing an inelig ineligible player against the Brighton, the game they won, of course. And for that, they've had three points deducted, which puts them on 41 points with three games to play. And will remain below them on 40 with just two games to play. So the odds are still against us, clearly. Clearly, we know that. We understand that. But where there's hope, then there's a Millwall fan, generally. Neil Harris speaking to the news at Den in the week says the Mill team spirit is as good as it can be 
as good as I can remember, excuse me, as good as he can remember. Now that is saying something given some of the teams he would have played in. Early uh, forward run here by Derby has gone straight through the day before. The three-point deduction is a bit of an act of God, a gift of God, if there is a God. And I'm not sure there is, as you know, listeners, if you're regular students of my show, you know that I doubt the existence of an almighty deity. But if there is one, he's, he is, as we've said before, wearing a mill baseball cap because that three-point deduction gives us a lifeline, rather akin to the passengers on the Titanic as the, the ship has gone under the ocean. They're starting to find bits of debris to cling on to rather than take their chances in the cold Atlantic Ocean. Barris says the lines are fired up and ready to go in, against Derby. Let's hope so. We're going to need every ounce of effort we can. This is a, a decent side, free scoring side. Good going forwards, Derby. Our one glimmer of hope is they also concede, and we need to get some shots on target and going in the net. Early break from Millwall. A long ball forward trying to find Aidan O'Brien in the fourth minute. First real surge forwards by the lines. There's a little bit over hit. Too long for O'Brien to get onto. Dunn's just clattered the Derby player over there. He's prostrate on the floor. Surge by the crowd. Absolute surge of excitement with that clattering challenge on the uh, Derby County player there. In their faces, as has been the way since Neil Harris has taken the range of power here at Zampa Road. As it is, the price for that is, of course, a Derby free kick on five minutes over on the left-hand side. It's put forward. Uh, it goes through to Nicky Bailey, who clears... Long and deep cross by Lee Marsden. Headed behind by the Derby for eight twos. That's Milk Corner. Six minutes gone in the game. Milk Corner. So in it comes now from Martin. Near post ball, near post headed across the face of the Derby goal. More well luck than designed by the Derby defender. And it runs wide and will be cleared by the 37 of a long, huge industrial punt forwards. The 23 nearly takes it in his stride. Bailey's back. Long ball forward in turn, trying to seek out Lee Gregory through to the Derby goalkeeper. Gregory very much mixing it with a six at the moment. He's clearly been uh, schooled in the Harris School of Strikery, which involves getting people's faces, making a, a nuisance of yourself, and I dare say saying rude things about their mother. Eight minutes gone, even Stevens, Niril. Up to 12 minutes on the clock. Both sides looking like they want to go forwards and get goals. I get sense this is going to be a nil-nil. Little spell of Derby pressure. Listeners, my dears, my pretties. 13 minutes coming up. Ball down the middle end a lot at the moment. We need to shift it away. Derby back on the attack though. Pressure, pressure, pressure from them. They'll win the ball. Harding tucks it through nicely. Aiden O'Brien on the run now. He's got Abdul overlapping him. Gregory on the inside of him. O'Brien's going to shoot. Saved, as you can hear. Daisy casts a shot along the ground. Come up for the 15th minute. Nice break. Derby again on the attacks. Pretty much relentless Derby pressure at the moment as we go for this 15 to 16 minute phase of the game. Could be a long throw. It is a long throw into the six yard box. Up looping header away from Huivelt. Ball bouncing around. Inches wide. Headed chance for Derby. Inches wide. Close. Mill do look like they're lively going forwards. But we are having to soak up um, white shirted pressure at our end. Beautiful sunny day, listeners. Beautiful day in Birmingham. Bit of a wind. The flags are blowing in the wind over there. The den illuminated by sunshine. Not a bad crowd in here today. Not a bad crowd. Not, not a full house by any stretch. 
I'd say about 10,000 plus with this derby end is um, the upper tier is, is full. What better football theatre is there, listeners, than the den on a day like this? We're drama junkies in the end, are we not? Do we not love days like this where it's all on the line? You're, you're living on the turn of a double for zero. You're, 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 you're playing the craps tables at Vegas with everything on the line. That's what we love. Do we want it boring? Do we want mid-table respectability like Charlton? I don't think we do, in truth. A number of blokes I've been talking to outside. He said they don't mind going down to League One. At least we'll win a few games. Um, backhanded, I guess, but uh, I know what you mean. I, uh, do we want the sanitisation of the big-time football top tables? I don't think we do. We are what we are, and we love what we are. And it, it, the, that, that sentence deserves something quite philosophical, and I can't think of it at the moment, so I might have to come back to you. We are what we are, we do what we do, and something. More later. Lee Martin overlapping him, cuts inside. Across the, across the box towards Wolford. Crowd appealing for a holding. Not going to get that. Almost a one-two of Dickie Bailey. Bailey goes flying. Not going to get a penalty for that, I don't think. Nice little run, though. Nice little surging run into the box. Mill looking a little bit more dangerous now. 24 minutes. Lions on the attack. Long ball forward. Good defending impact here by Millwall. Long ball forward. Given offside against Lee Gregory. Well, that slag of the linesman over there. But good defending in groups there. Uh, Derby were taking the ball forwards to relieve the pressure on themselves. And about two or three lines defenders surrounded their men, won the ball back and got it forward long after Gregory, who had to be offside. There we are, c'est la vie. Derby keeper miss hits. Gregory going to the box, chance. Off the end of Chance for Lee Gregory. I thought he'd scuffed his shot and was going to come off the line by the Derby defender. He didn't catch it right and put it into his own net. We'll take him wherever they come. That's a goal for Lee Gregory. I'm casting that. No own goal. Goal for Lee Gregory. Well done for the boy. 26 minutes on the clock now. Say what you like for Neil Harris to have come into this job after the debacle that was Ian Holloway. Um, the state of play as it was. I mean, I'm thinking back to those end games of the, of the Holloway era where the, the place was dead. Um, yeah, we may not yet survive this, listeners. We've got to be realistic. The odds remain against us. But listen to it. Don't you enjoy it? This is Millwall. What are you doing sitting at home? Got a fucking Tesco's or something like that. It's Millwall. This is the days we live for. To be alive at this stage of the season, to have a chance, is a massive achievement by Neil Harris. I really hope he gets the job next season full time. I can't believe he won't do. Probably the first stroke of luck we've had in a little while without Gregory Chance. But you'll see it on the highlight show. I'll need to see it on the highlight show. Um, the ball came across from the right-hand side. Gregory won a kind of a 50-50 battle with the defender. Headed it through on goal. I thought he'd scuffed his shot. I thought he'd scuffed it, not, not put enough power behind it. But he did put enough on it for the Derby defender to kind of help it on its way. And into the net. It's Gregory. Got a 50-50 battle again. They're pressing high up the pitch. Mill are pressing the Derby defence back on their own penalty area line almost and it's a winning formula for us so far 28 minutes gone 
Derby just starting to misplace their passes. I think they're a little bit, little bit rattled. They're clearly a better footballing side than we are. They've been passing the ball very, very well. A lot of pressure on their part at our end. But the early chance has gone in the net at their end. And this brutish, industrial, working class set of brutes from Millwall are leading at the moment. I think they will regard that as an affront to their footballing sensibilities and possibly will not be pleased at that. But they're starting to misplace their passes. They're getting dragged down into the scuffle that we want. The tackles are flying in once again. Long ball forwards there from the Derby 18. Will, whatever his name is. Haskins, Askew, or whatever his name I can't think of the bloke's name. He's got some kind of double, but I think he uses a single barrel. But he's naturally double barrel from the middle class stock. Two on one there. Dan Hardy did a fantastic job there. Almost a moment where Derby had a two on one situation going forwards. Just over the 30 minute mark of the first half. The lethal weapon of the modern ultra has just come on the pitch at the Derby and some black balloons. By their balloons, you shall know them. Black balloons, the Derby ultras are in town. Be fearful, listeners, be very, very fearful. Watch your step going home, lads. The Derby ultras are about with their balloons. Pressing again by Gregory, puts Aidan O'Brien through. Down the middle, he's got Lee Martin on the inside. What can Martin do? Shot blocked. Penalty! Penalty Millwall! Handball given, I didn't see that. Handball from my right was caught by the crowd. 34th minute of the game. My angle, it just like got into his body. The crowd put him off and all. Off will be harsh. But I'll have it if it's on offer. Derby Pass surrounding the man down number six. He's not going off, clearly. Massive moment in the game. We fluffed our last penalty, listeners. I don't want to remind you, but Lee Gregory did fluff the last penalty. He's lining up to take again. Fair play to the boy. Here we go. Three stepping back. Referee's over the ball at the moment. Goalkeeper's in his net. Massive moment. Massive moment. 36 minutes now showing on my clock. Here we go. Lee Gregory takes goalkeepers forwards. Fantastic penalty. Bollocks by Lee Gregory. That was bollocks. He missed his last one. Didn't let it settle in this time. If I did the bottom right-hand corner. Two notes. That meant something. You can see on his face what that meant to Lee Gregory. Well done, Lee. Before another huddle, they did a, a huddle after that first goal went in. They're doing a second huddle now. Second huddle looked a bit looser, a little bit more, less body language going on there. Not quite so tight. They're two goals down. They're up against there. Tell you what, this middle side are giving it a go. On. I mean, come on, come on. What are you looking for? For crying out loud, they're two 0 up. It could all still go square, as it could go south. We don't take anything for granted down here at the den. But Jesus Christ, they're giving it a go. That's all I want out of my middle side, don't you? Harris has transformed this club and he's done it by turning every game into a cup tie. Effectively, it's a giant killing cup tie. Well, that ball's headed back there with icy cold precision. Ice cold runs through Adam Dunn's veins, listeners. He don't have blood, he's got ice cold water sloshing around out the, out the ice bucket from his Vegas pad. Long ball forward, trying to find Lee Gregory. Gregory's thrown over the too far right left there, back to Martin Bulford. Milgot bodies in the box, it's Lee Gregory, ball into the box, it's cleared away, nicely chipped in, little cloth. Mill looking very dangerous. 38 minutes, corner Millwall. 
Harris has turned every game into a cup tie. He's backs to the wall. Every every man for himself. Last ditch stand. Custer's last stand. But don't we love that, Danny? Isn't that why you come here, listeners? That's what you fell in love with. Come on. Corner, Lee Martin, long wind and deep. No one there. It's going to go too far. Wolford collects. No, he's the 16. He's got it. He's got it. Wolford puts it back in the box. No, the angle the goalkeeper takes. Too close. Ince's boy robbed. But the referee gives a free kick against Lee Martin. He's rolling around clutching his face. I don't know what that was all about. Ball making surging runs from midfield now. They're breaking up play deep in the, in the derby half. The tackles are clattering. The Darm players are not used to this kind of malarkey. I can tell you that much. They're not liking it. They do not like it up. Um, as Corporate Jones would have said about the, the cartoon campaign with the fuzzy wuzzies, they do not like the cold British steel up them. Jimmy Abdu's just got a yellow card for putting it up them a little bit too harshly there. But we're going to have to live with that. There is a price to be paid for this approach, and that is in yellow cards. And dare say, at some stage, a red card or two. But there we are. This is the nature of the business that we are involved in. As I think Hyman Roth said to Michael Corleone in The Godfather, this is the nature of the business, and we accept it. Therefore, free kick on the edge of the penalty, a dangerous position. 40 minutes gone, right on the edge of the penalty. That must have been for pushing, holding, some infringement. Couldn't see it from here, listeners. I'm sorry. Right on the edge. We do not, preferably, don't want to concede a goal here. 23 from the edge of the penalty area. The middle wall's lined up. It's just on the left side of the D. Big moment in the half. If Darby can get themselves back in the game, then they'll go in at half time. Not feeling too down and out from this. They're going two goals down, then that won't be quite so easy in the second half for them. 23 standing over it in a, in a kind of a Ronaldo style stance. He shoots in the net. 2 1. Nicely placed by the 23. Fuck it though. Fuck it. 2 1. 41 minutes gone. Tom Ince. That'll be in, didn't it? Tom Ince. Damnation be upon him. She had a text message from Doug Hume asking if the, that was a penalty for handball. Then shouldn't it have been a red card as well? I, I guess it should have been. I think the referee slightly bottled it. Once he gave the decision, uh, he didn't want to follow through on what the, the law required, which is to send the man off. As it is, he left him on the pitch. So that, uh, yeah, I'd say that was an incorrect decision if it was given for handball, which it must have been. There's half time. A few seconds early by Mike Leckerty. Good half of football. Good half of football from Millwall. They've done very, very well to be leading this game. Yeah, we can talk about conceding late, but there we are. We're up against a decent side here. Millwall's really brought some enthusiastic tackling to the party, and they're doing very, very well to be leading 2-1. Hope lives on. What more can you want out of a game than that? Time 2-1. We're going to take a short break. As listeners will know, in the week we had a 2-0 loss up at Blackburn, and I spoke to our Northern correspondent John Shipman in the week about that game. So I'm just going to break away now and take John's report from the midweek fixture, and I'll be right back after this. Achtung, Milbal. All right, big welcome to the show, our Northern correspondent John Shipman. Welcome back to the show, John. Thank you, Nick. Unfortunately, we, we we speak in unfortunate circumstances um, following the 2-0 loss last night at Blackburn, um, which probably just about seals us. I know it's not quite mathematically possible yet, John, but um, it, it feels like we're, uh, we're we're resigned to to relegation now. Um, how was it last night for you, mate, up at Ewood Park? Um, 
Um, yeah, I, I share your sentiment. I think we're probably gone now. Um, although I'm very conscious that this is after the Derby game. So if we've won that, everybody, then uh, I'll never that for a second. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. Um, I was following the game on Twitter, so I, I think that gives you a distorted view of proceedings. Um, and my what I picked up, and you, you correct me if I'm wrong, is a poor first half and a better second half for Millwall. With uh, chances created, yeah, well, clearer cut chances were in the second half. I thought first half we were half decent for the first half an hour. Yeah. Um, we looked pacey. We had Maggie Gay in there for the from, from the start. Yeah. Um, if nothing else, he looked pacey, and we were able to hit people on the on the break, so that was good. Yeah. Um, and we, I'd say, we had the best of it first half. Um, a few chances, relatively tame. Um, you know, nothing clear cut that I can particularly remember, but there were a few shots on target and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and Blackburn, I thought we defended really well first half. I'm no tactical genius, as I'm sure has become aware, but um, <laughs> <laughs> we seemed to. We had uh, Blackburn had uh, Gisteady and a, another big lump up front, and yeah. we seemed to be defending a very high line to to counter the long ball over the top. So it looked all very promising first half, but um, second half. I think we created some clearer cut opportunities, but I tweeted last night as it happens that it, it was almost the season in, uh, in, in a nutshell. Game in the, we just yeah. lacked that little bit of class that other teams in this division <clears throat> And last night that class was Jordan uh, uh, Rhodes and Rudy Gastetti, um, yeah. as opposed to a people who our chances fell, through, fell to. Because certainly Paris, Paris Cowan Hall. Um, he came on in the second half and found himself clean through and put his shot straight at the keeper. Now, in fairness, that was at speed, and I don't really think he could have put it anywhere else. No. So maybe a bit of credit to the keeper there, in fairness. But um, And then um, Aidan. Um, O'Brien. Yeah. yeah, had a chance again. And uh, I'm really reluctant to criticise him. He's a young lad, yeah. um, and he's become one of my favourite players because he really puts a shift in. He's very enthusiastic, isn't he? I mean, he, he really is. puts and his work in. Yeah, and he's not without talent. You know, he, he, he spot a pass and he'll, he's got a trick up his sleeve as well. Yeah. Uh, but I've seen him have a few one-on-ones now, and each time he's missed it. And you, you just start to wonder, is he a natural goal scorer. Is he top draw? Uh, I mean, I suppose, I mean, what we were just talking before we started recording, John, I mean, you know, it's like the season in a nutshell. It's almost our our club status in a nutshell because that, that strike force that we're up against, Jordan Rhodes and um, Gestede, I, I think, I don't know what valuation they are, but I mean, I've seen people speaking about them in terms of five, six, seven, eight million pounds, you know. Yes. And that's what that money buys. It, it it buys you the difference between Aidan O'Brien having a one-on-one and fluffing it and Gostede having a chance and scoring. Because it was, you know, one error from uh, Sid Nelson, it looked like, on the, on the highlights, and bang, it's in the back of your net. And that's what those millions of, millions of pounds buy, don't they? That's that's quite right, yeah, that's the difference. And as I say, really reluctant to criticise O'Brien. He's, he's probably not played 10 games for the club yet, um, so... Mm. This can all come in time, and he's got a tremendous coach there in, in Neil Harris. Who else can you can you want to learn your trade? Off? <coughs> but um, he's been unlucky, shall we say, a few times that I've seen in this season. So uh, unfortunate, the chances were there. Um, we had a shout for a penalty as well, which I don't think will be on the highlights because they, they don't tend to be, do they? But no. it's seemed to come off the uh, the defender's arm in the box. Um, it sounds like we gave it a go, John, um, which is a yeah, marked contrast to some of the games we've seen this season, mate. 
Yeah, I think that's I think that's right. But I think expectations were maybe a little bit raised last night, weren't they? It was um, that was <clears> that could have put it all back in our hands. And yeah. Now we're left hoping for you know a couple of results to go in our favour. Um, last night was an opportunity with the points deduction possibly um, to get ourselves get our noses in front. And the only reason we can speak like that at all is because Neil Harris has come in and done a tremendous job, and the players have responded well to it. So. Again, that's not to criticise anybody. No. Um, you know, because without Harris and a team playing as well as have been just recently, um, we wouldn't be in this position at all to have that. Um, what ultimately may now turn out to be false hope, but it gave us hope nonetheless, and that's got to be a good thing to build on in the future. I think it's invaluable. I mean, um, I think you're spot on there, John. I mean, I, <clears throat> I posted something similar last night. I mean, I, I was thinking back to the Norwich home game, which is not that long ago. It's like, it seems like a different age suddenly, because it's only four or five weeks ago, where we looked totally lost, totally adrift. We looked like a, a group of individuals that had just met at the local bus station and discovered a, that there's a football in the house, you know, and now we look like a Millwall side, and... That for that it's it's invaluable. I mean, it's almost like you've got your, your you've got your club back again. Somehow, there's a sense of Millwall purpose about us. Yeah, there is that. Um, I, my only note of caution would be I'm I'm still rather concerned about next season because if you look at that side that was out there last night, um, yeah. Bailey probably won't get a contract um, done. Maybe it's time to let him go. Um, there's a lot of players out there, Walford. Another one springs to mind. Um, there's a lot of players there who won't be there next season. Um, so there is a great deal of rebuilding to be done. We probably need a couple of centre-halves, arguably a couple of strikers, full-backs, central... We need players all over the place, don't we? Um, Across the board. I mean, it's, it's a squad that's been painfully exposed this year, I think. Um, <clears throat> we've had some joy recently because we've turned each game effectively into a cup tie, haven't we? And um, that produces a, a den-style manic atmosphere that, you know, it can win your games, but it won't last you for a whole season. And I think the, the, the flaws in the squad have been painfully exposed. Um, where do you stand on, on the Neil Harris question, John? I mean, would you like to see him remain in post or would you want to... Uh, one, one bloke tweeted me last night, it did make me laugh, saying um, uh, now, now that the season's over, we, we want to get Malky Mackay in. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> Malky, Malky Mackay. <laughs> um, personally, I, I, I quite like the idea of Harris in charge, but I do get that he's not the most experienced of managers. No, I, I'm... It, I'm in two minds, as I've, I've said before. Um, I, I sit speaking, looking up at my uh, my Neil Harris. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I've forgotten about your poster. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, it's not a poster, Nick. It's a piece of art. That's piece of art, work of art. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, I, I, he's done enough to deserve the job, deserve a shot at the job if he wants a job. Um, that's my opinion. Yeah. Um, it would be very harsh to take it away from him with everything he's done and achieved in the last few games. Um, I do share the, uh, the the wariness that you know he does lack that experience and League One as as we've said a couple of times is it's no proving ground for people is it it's no. a sink or swim down there um, and so I hope that it goes well and people don't turn on him if it's if it's not going too well next season because there's every chance that we might struggle um, a little bit in that division. Um, you know, don't expect us to bounce straight back up. So I'd like to see him get the job. Um, I've seen the talk about Steve Coppola as an advisor. Yeah. Um, don't really get Steve Coppola, but 
the idea of Aris having an advisor to work with him in a... A mentor, almost. Yeah. It's maybe not the best example, but the sort of way that Ray Wilkins worked with Dennis Wise, yeah. uh, you know, a, an older head. That's yeah. not necessarily the best of examples, but you, you take my point. Um, someone that Harris can rely on and, and work with and bounce ideas off. I'm just not convinced that's Steve Koppel. I'm not sure what Steve Koppel's done in the last uh, last decade, even to merit. He's re- <laughs> recovered from a mental breakdown, John. It's <laughs> been. Yeah. Congratulations to him. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I think your point earlier is is, is very good. I mean, that there is going to be a fairly substantial rebuild of the squad. It's not a total rebuild. I think we do have some basic elements in there that we've, we've got something to build around, but we're going to need to bring in a lot of players and, you know, a lot will be will be leaving. So there, there's an art in management, an art form in, in the building of a squad, um, especially on, on cheap prices, which is where we're going to be shopping. Um, and I suppose there is an element of a gamble of Neil Harris, isn't there, that you know, it's not something he would have done before. Um, therein lies the risk. If we get yeah, it, yeah, um, I'd, I'd say better the devil you know in a way because Neil Harris, um, for his his lack of, you know, maybe through lack of experience, a bit of a lack of technical acumen and things like that, um, mm. he does know what a Millwall player looks like. Um, he certainly does. He's, you know, he, I can't see him going for the sort of newly livered lumps that um, previous managers may have may have no. gone for. Uh, he'll know the sort of character he wants from a player at the very least. So, you know, it bodes well in, in that way. It, um, it's say, augmented with a, a, a decent crop of uh, young players. We need to give them more than the 10 to 15 games overall had to see how good they are. Um, but the promise is there. So, you know, we've got some sort of foundation to build on. Um, but one thing that does strike me with Harris, just um, to, to close out, really... Um, he's, he's nobody's fool, is he? I mean, he's, he seems to have sussed out Meyerhofer quite quickly. Um, it, it appears that Meyerhofer left in a, in a not a hoff, but a huff the other day and, and, and may not be appearing for us again. So he, he doesn't seem scared of the hard decision. He doesn't seem scared of the, um, the, the difficult choice, if you know what I mean, which I think is to his credit. Yeah, absolutely. I think there was... Uh, the, we spoke after the, uh, was it the Bolton game, yeah. um, Harris's first game in charge, um, and we spoke then about the absence of the a lot of the lone players. Yeah. Um, so yeah. he's not been shy about kicking out Michael Tong. No. Uh, you know, anybody who wasn't critical. Um, yeah. Not been and, seen uh, since, have they? No, that's right. So, you know, he's got rid where he can. Obviously, he feels he still needs Taylor Fletcher in there um, for whatever reason. Um, but uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a debatable point. But he's got, a, he's got rid of a few along the way, hasn't he? So, as I say, maybe he just knows what a, a Millwall mentality is needed, and certainly what mentality is needed at the moment. Well, he certainly does that, and he's produced that at the Den particularly. Um, sounds like we gave it a go at Blackburn last night, and that's all we could have asked for, given given where we're at and the, and the quality of the squad that we have available to us. So, um, hats off to Neil Harris, I, I think. I mean. Um, we, we shall see what Saturday produces and what the other results do for us. Um, yeah, we've got to we've got to hope for the best and uh, expect the worst and hope for the best. I think. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what comes of it. Um, it's not. It wouldn't be the biggest surprise in in history if Rotherham didn't pick up another point and we scraped home. But at the same time, you can't help but think they're only one win away from safety, aren't they? So yeah. 
let's hope we're talking after the, the derby game and we both look a bit stupid for, uh, for suggesting it. Wouldn't be the first time, John. Wouldn't be the first time. No. No. Fantastic stuff. Last time on the show this season, John Shipman, I really appreciate your help, mate. Um, if we do go down, I'm looking at that League One table. It looks very Northern-centric, so I might be might be bending your ear a few times next season too, mate, I hope so. Nick, um, I will go with the likes of Fleetwood, so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> no, Great it's, stuff. Uh, it's a pleasure doing it, Nick, and I, I think I speak for a lot of our listeners when uh, I say we really enjoy the podcast, and uh, thank you very much for your efforts in putting it together over the season, Nick. Let's appreciate it, mate. Thank you very much, John. Take care of yourself. Have a good Cheers, summer. Mate, you too. Have a good summer. Take care, mate. Cheers, now. Bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. Achtung, Milbein. Making Derby wait an eternity for the second half again. They did this previous home game, of course. This seems to be a, a lot of Harris's favourite tactics. Keep the opposition hanging about half-time. Derby players kicking the football around, aimlessly walking around, talking to each other. Mind games. Here come the Lions. Just sitting here at half-time thinking back all those years, back to that first home game. In Division 1, the season we went up, 88-89, first home win was, of course, against Derby County, which I think included Mark Wright, Peter Shilton, big Derby side of the day. And we won it 2-1. It was the most amazing adrenaline rush. Even now, as I'm talking to you saying this, I feel that the, the hairs at the back of my neck rise because it was one of the most wonderful days of my Millwall life. Second half kicks off. And fast forward to 1993, to that awful playoff game where there was a semi-riot over there in the East Stands. Another Millville Derby game, of course. We got beat 3-1 that night. And the whole world seemed to come off of our... The wheels came off our world, didn't they? So we do seem to like a big game against Derby. Fantastic first-half performance by Millwall. Fantastic. Real in your face. Maximum effort. 100 miles an hour. Millwall performance. Got to do it again in the second half, though, listeners. We're leading 2-1, but this look, they look like a decent side. On the attack here. Ball bobbing around. Jimmy's in there with a critical tackle. Ball still falls, falls to the 37 on the edge of the penalty area. He misplaces his pass to DeVries, number seven. They pass the ball very well, listeners. They are a dangerous, dangerous side. Mill corner, surely. Corner, Mill. Mistake by the goalkeeper. Mill with a corner. Goalkeeper don't like it. I mean, the crowd might have won that corner between you, me, and the internet, listeners. He don't seem to be convinced it crossed the line. I'm a long way away from it, so what can I tell you? Corner as it is, anyway. It's going to be Lee Martin. Way, way, way over the far left corner flag. Martin floats it in towards the far post. And a penalty! Another penalty! Player went flying. I can't tell you what happened, listeners. I don't know why you're cheering. There's Papas. I seem to spend a lot of time not being able to tell you what happened. The yellow cards there. Another penalty, Millwall. Wow! 48 minutes gone. What happened? We'll have to find out on the internet. You'll have to see on your highlights. Someone fell over, is all I can tell you. Referee gives another penalty. Another massive moment. Camille restore that two-goal lead. Lee's up there again. He's going to take again. 49 minutes. Gregory standing over the penalty ball. 
to stay with this clearly. In it comes. 3-1, would you believe it? Game, game on. Well taken, Lee Gregory penalty. Pressure moment. He done well. Again, shows bollocks. Arsehole. I like that. The crowd like it. Big moment, big decision. I'll have to review that on the highlights. I can't tell you much about it. Ball crunches in there. Dunn's concedes another free kick on the D of the, of the penalty area. He, he went flying into that tackle. The seven was almost going to get a shot on goal. Done threw his body on the line. He's going to get a yellow card for it. Free kick on the edge of the D. Some criticism, I've noticed, of, of Fords lining up the wall for the first goal for Derby. Um, clearly, if the ball's going to the net, then that criticism is valid. We do need to keep him out here, listeners. Having just won that precious two-goal lead back, we want to keep him at bay. All I keep saying is big moment, a big moment. This is a big moment. Free kick opportunity for Derby. Ince is on the ball. It's about a yard outside the D, marginally to the left of the uh, mill penalty area. Ince doing his Ronaldo step back again. Got the old Beckham stance going on here. Big moment. Keep your fingers crossed. Keep everything crossed. Crowd are getting in behind him. Into the wall. Corner! Derby. Could have been a lot worse. Massive, massive Millwall performance. Listen to it. Why aren't you down here? Get yourself down the fucking den in August. You need it. Well, Craig Griffiths described next week's trip to Wolves as a nuclear bomb of a fixture. If we hang on to this lead, it will be a nuclear bomb of a fixture, listen, that's for sure. Derby's still looking dangerous. They're still passing the ball well. Abdul, that's a massive effort to prevent the corner there. Give away a throw, not a corner. 52 minutes. Relentlessly a long ball towards Gregory, and he's put himself on the line. You can fault a lot of the season. You can fault Lee Gregory's season in many respects. You can't fault the boys' bravery or commitment today. I don't care what you say. This is a huge match. Huge match. A huge performance by the Millwall team. A team to be proud of, listeners. I'm going to say that. A team to be proud of. On today's showing, you've got to show pride in this club. This set of players. Another long ball. Searching out Gregory. He's in on it. He's falling on the floor. Can he win the retainer the ball? He can't. Unlucky. Mill still harrying down there. They win the ball back. Here's Bailey on the edge of the uh, centre circle. Trying to find Lee Martin. This is a cup tie. This old Martin gets chopped by the blonde 18. Where's the yellow card for that then? 19. The, the Albino, the blonde bloke. You know what I mean, don't you? Will. Chumbly Warner. No place for shrinking violets. But then it's no place for shrinking violets, listeners, is it? Super Neil Harris has transformed this club. He's given our pride back. A bit of our soul. Where had it gone? It'd been stopped, um, stolen by that Charlotte and Holloway. Gregory wins a corner. Derby's trying to look ragged in defence now. I can't believe what's hit them today. This is supposed to be a relegation side. We've thrown the kitchen sink at them. Corner now. Lee Marty's going to take. On the right side of the cold blow lane ends. 55 minutes, 56 coming up. 
Aiden O'Brien loses out to Will. The Blondo. Listen to the applause for these tackles. This is a place of its vibe. It's got its mojo. It's vava boom. It's got its mojo back. Listen, it's got its mojo. Total physical commitment by Millwall. The Den will respond to total physical commitment. As you know, you're a Millwall fan yourself. You know what I'm talking about. This is a place, this is a theatre that responds to full-on, full-blooded commitment. And that's what this Mill side have done for us today. Whatever the end result, and, you know, still time to go, but whatever the result, this team has done us proud, listeners, proud. Ball bobbling around deep, deep, deep in the derby half. It's, it's Route 1 football. Old school. Back to the 88. Who doesn't love back to 88? Who doesn't want to get back to 1988? Don't you? I do. Sergio Gray must be a, must be a result, a, a goal at Rotherham, I'm guessing. EIO's going on around. I'm get, I haven't seen. I'm not following the results. I'm sorry. You're going to have to find that out. Well, by the time this this goes out, you'll know it anyway. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's a pre-recorded show, <laughs> live. I'm talking like I'm on Sky News. <laughs> must be must be a goal at Rotherham, I'm guessing for Norwich. I guess. This puts massive pressure on Rotherham there in a week. They've still got a game in hand. Don't forget, don't forget that. But we'll take it to the wire if we can beat these Derby today. And on the attack now, over on the, on the right-hand side is Ince, over far right. Man overlaps him, ball's crossed. Sid Nelson can't get a header behind. It's a shot on goal, it's cleared off the line. Ball still bouncing around the seven there, over the ball! Wow! Fifth, 60 minutes! Tension here. Wow. Blimey. Can't do this too often. Fantastic defensive work by Alan Dunn. Mark that down. Alan Dunn. Fantastic defensive work. The man, you say what you like about him, he's fucking it up now. I'm trying to praise him. He gets it to Aidan O'Brien. Thank Christ for that. Come up for 20 minutes, gone in the second half. 65 minutes looming. We'll lead it 3-1, listeners. Good value for our 3-1 lead. They've really taken the game to Derby. It's been traditional Route 1, 4-4-2, 100 miles an hour, fully committed football. Um, it's worked a treat today. I think Derby have been slightly blown away by the sheer force of the Millwall side. And um, combine that with a crowd that's behind this, this Lions team, and you've got a winning formula. Fantastic to see. Derby retain the ball, still on the attack. Is Ince. Goes down the right side, just goes tumbling. Penalty. Penalty Derby. I thought he worked that, listeners. He was looking for that. Surging run down the right-hand side. Clattered. Referee awards a penalty. Can't stop all the penalties, this bloke, can he? Derby nine lining up to take it. It's going to set up a monster month the last 20 minutes. 3-1 at the moment. What can he do? The nine comes up to take. It's 3 2. 3 2. The force involved with a melee. A melee in the goal to get the ball out. Wow. 3 2. 69 minutes. 21 to go. Plus any overtime awarded. Aiden O'Brien. Wolford overlapping. O'Brien. Oh, over the bar. Over the bar. About a, a foot over the bar. Chips over the bar. Corner Millwall. Goalkeeper punches it down another corner. Deep corner, he palms it away. Another corner over on the other side, left hand side. Gregory glides past two Derby defenders there. Dispossessed on the on the byline. 
Sid Nelson back on the halfway line, pumps it forward, finds Aidan O'Brien. Here's Wolford. Little one-two with Aidan O'Brien now. He's over on the right-hand side. Can O'Brien do? Puts it across the Derby area and clear. Falls to Abdu. Out wide, Lee Martin. Chips it in. Tips over the bar from Martin Wolford. Corner Mill Wall. 15 minutes left. You can't argue what we've seen today, listeners. I don't care what people say. This has been a massive, massive show by its Mill side today. 14 minutes left in the game, listeners. Mill got possession over on the far left-hand side. This is Lee Martin. He floats it in. It's glanced across the Derby area. Another corner. Ragged, ragged defending by Derby County. This is our hope, listeners. We need another goal. Can we get another goal? 13 minutes to go, 77 minutes on the clock. Ricardo Fuller's entering the game, who's coming out. Lee Gregory's coming out again. The boy has put a massive, massive effort in for his club today. And rightly, he gets a round of applause. Two goals, two penalties. It's a hat-trick, isn't it? I've only just missed it. It's a hat-trick, Lee Gregory. Fantastic. Massive round of applause from the whole crowd. Well done, Lee. I, I missed that entirely. In the heat of the moment, two penalties. And the only chance is a Lee Gregory hat-trick. Excuse me for missing it. I, I, I feel stupid. But in all of this mayhem here, I missed that. Well done, Lee Gregory. Fantastic. And he gets a hug from his manager, Neil Harris, there. Nicely. In comes Ricardo Fuller. Derby on the attack again. Ten minutes to go. Eleven over on the uh, left-hand side. Cuts inside. Cuts central. Ball across the Millwall. Line of defence over to the right side. They'll be on the attack. They've looked dangerous every time they've come forwards. Ince now crosses deep and it comes forward, punches it clear. Out to uh, Will Hughes Mason. Hughes Mason, that's his name. Still on the attack, Derby here. Pressure. Ince now floats another one in. Ball takes deep in his belly on the line. Poor cross pump out there from David Fault, given the situation. He's along the ground, almost like a a patsy little pass along the ground to the central, uh, to the halfway line. What are you thinking of sometimes? All sticking in the crowd down there. I'm not sure that's going to do us any favours, but this is Millwall. This is what you get, isn't it, listeners? Derby on the attack now after that little interlude. There's Ince. He heads it back. 3-0. Volley from the edge of the penalty area. Disaster. Now footballs have a fight with the 18. Three, three. Six minutes to go. Disaster. Looks like McGay-Gway is coming into the game, listeners, with three minutes of regular time to go. Here comes McGay-Gway in for Lee Martin. Six minutes. Six minutes. Well, both teams are going to regard that as time to win it. Jimmy Abdu wins a game of head tennis on the halfway line. The ball's still bouncing around. It's full up. For a goal. Penalty, sorry. No, he's not giving it. Oh, you bastard. From where I stood, it looked like Fuller was taken. He's saying he got the ball. Big decision. That could cost us a place in this league. Is Ince. Inches wide. Fucking hell. Ince up to the middle end, inches wide. Paris Cowan Hall coming in now. Aiden O'Brien's coming out. Paris Cowan Hall's going in. He's going to have about four minutes, four minutes to play with. 
Last minute of injury time. This is superlative effort from the Lions today. I know we've drawn it in the end. We've been up against a decent side. It's been a massive, massive team performance. I'm not going to knock anyone on today's showing. I don't care that it may cost us the place in the league. We knew that going into today's match. It's been a massive Millwall effort. And I take my hat off to Neil Harris and every single member of today's team. Because I've... I can't fault anyone out there today. There it is. Free each. Free each. Massive, massive effort by Mill. A deserved round of applause. Children are running on the pitch. Huge effort by the Lions. Hard not to feel a sense of deflation. Hard not to feel that we've thrown away a situation that we should have won. Of course we should have. But I, I'm not knocking anyone in that team. That was, a, that was a massive effort by the Lions. One that I'm proud of. And I think every listen to this show, everyone in this stadium should be proud of. Mill free, Derby free. We'll have to see whether that's going to be any use to us. Over and out. Achtung, Mehlball. I'm in Harris Bar. With? Not with. With? Martin Lyon. Welcome hey. to the show, Mark. Hello, mate. You all Thanks right? Thanks for coming on. Hey. Um, we're, we're in Harris Bar. We're just talking about that first penalty. Did it look like that penalty? penalty it's, it's, I, was, I was a long way away. I was a long way away. Didn't look like it to me. Very hard. I'm as near it. It looked like the ball got fired into him on the floor. Whether that's handball yeah. or not, I, we, I mean, we've got the decision, so... Do you want to see the... All well and good. But, but, second penalty, I, mean, I didn't yeah. really get any sight of at all. It was further down. I, I couldn't did, see anything in that. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Nick. I actually needed a piss. <laughs> Two minutes before that, and I went down and I thought, I know what's going to happen now, and I came out and we fucking. Look at the show around yeah, you yeah. and your pissing habits, Martin. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big thank you to Martin Live for coming on the show. The future star of next season, I think. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Martin. Cheers, Nick. Cheers. Achtung, Mailball. So I'm outside the salubrious environs of Harry's Bar with Melanie Bingham, chair of the Lions Trust. And now you've got, Melanie, a Lions Trust cup loom, and you haven't got enough teams to go in the competition at the moment. You need more, don't you? We do. How many more teams do you need? About six, please. Six teams. So if you're listening to this show, and why aren't you listening to this show if you're not, then you need to get in touch with Melanie Bingham, care of the... At gmail.com. The Lions Trust at gmail.com. Lions, Lions Trust, all one word, at gmail.com. It's 154 pounds to enter a team. It's seven players per squad. It's 22 um, The event takes place on May the 11th, Monday night at the Den under the floodlights. Registration six o'clock sharp. Kickoff 6:30 sharp. So if you want to play at the Den in, in, under the floodlights on the on the uh, sacred turf, get in touch with Mel. She's got spaces available. It's a fantastic event. It's all for charity. It goes to Great Ormond Street. It goes to the, uh, who else is it? Local St John's Ambulance and Jimmy Mizzen Trust. Jimmy Mizzen. Jimmy Mizzen. Great Ormond and the St John's Ambulance team, fantastic courses. And of course, um, the Lions Trust, which is our supporters' trust. And this is a fantastic chair lady. Thank you very much, Mel. That wasn't bad, was it? Achtung, Mailball. All right, massive welcome on the show to our, for the last time this season, Charlie. Welcome to the show, Charlie Mahoney. Hello, Nick. How you doing, mate? I feel mentally exhausted, if I'm honest with you, Charlie, after yesterday's game. I mean, it was an immense, immense performance and ultimately disappointing, but for me, I don't know how you saw it, I just take my hat off to that, that team and that squad that produced such an immense afternoon for us oh, all. Definitely, definitely. I mean, we said we said a similar thing after the Cholton game, that when you go through the sort of full gamut of emotions, it does take it out of you, but 
it's nice to even just have that feeling because we were having constant despair for months on end. Not yeah. that long ago. Oh, it, it got to the stage under under the charlatan that where you know I think like we said on a couple of shows that you wonder what had been lost. There was almost something fundamentally gone from our club from Millwall, and that's back in in spades. I mean, yesterday's um, yeah, it was, it was a den afternoon of the classic type, wasn't it? It was a massive atmosphere and a massive performance by the whole team. I was I was really impressed with the atmosphere and the gate yesterday. I think that's as good evidence as you'll get for people being behind the team, even in the darkest of situations so um, that was encouraging to see and I think it's reflected in the fact that everyone's really pleased with the effort that they're seeing at the moment. Yeah, I mean, you know, we still lack quality, Charlie. I mean, I think that, um, you know, we scored three goals yesterday, uh, Lee Gregory hat-trick, which I, I slightly missed in, in real time. I did a edit of the live piece just before you and I were speaking, and um, it wasn't until he was substituted it dawned on me he'd scored a hat-trick because there was so much mayhem going on around us. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's just a very difficult game to assess, I think, <coughs> for all sorts of reasons. I mean, it's just total commitment by a Millwall side that gave it the best they had to give. I mean, it was, it was old school, you know, direct football, which I'm, I'm not going to knock anyone for. Um, but Derby, fair play to them. I mean, they they, they soaked up the pressure. They, they had some real touch of um, touch of quality about them at times. I thought Ince looked like a player at a different different level compared with everyone else on the pitch yesterday. He looked great. I think um, what it was with Derby, they looked very uh, questionable at the back. Very, yeah. And very. I think they invited a lot of pressure from us. But the first and the third goals that they scored just gives you all all the indication that you needed to see why they are where they are in the league, basically. I mean, there were moments of real quality. And I think one of the fundamental differences is that if we'd conceded three goals, I'm not sure we would have had it in us to sort of come back in a similar fashion. No, I, I, I mean, I, you have to... Um, it's Sunday morning, so it's a cold light of daytime, really, isn't it? Um, you know, you, you, you look at that Derby side, and, and to be honest, we've looked at a number of sides this season. I was talking to John Shipman earlier on in the show <clears throat> about the Blackburn game and their front line, Gastede and um, Jordan Rose. Yesterday we saw Thomas Ince. These, these are players of Premier League quality, um, and it's very hard for us to match that kind of that, that that kind of level, Charlie. We don't have the money and resources to sign those kinds of, of players. It's a harsh fact of, of truth. Totally, and um, this is why I think going down. I mean, I, I'm not saying <coughs> remotely that it's a good thing. I'm not happy about having to go to Priestfield and places like that. But yeah. I think some people are being a bit obtuse when they like confuse saying that we've got to go down with saying I want us to go down really I think it's just a fact that if you're taking it to the last day of the season three years in a row then that probably tells you something about where you sort of stand in this division yeah I, I think you know three years in a row I think in a way, it's been an interesting period. It's a little bit of a wider point than just yesterday's game. But Harris has kind of reconnected the den with something that had been slightly left behind. I think mean, since Kenny Jacket and that the kind of game where we played Swansea and they outpassed us, there's been a slight sense by a series of managers that the past was to be rejected and that the old mill approach wouldn't work at this level. Um, and somehow we've got to move to a higher plane, a, a little bit like the kind of football that Derby produced on occasion yesterday. Whereas Harris has taken us back to basics, and I think what he said is that, you know, that approach will win your points, particularly at Zampa Road, particularly in that arena that is the den. 
And I, I, for that, I, I take my hat off to him, Charlie. I, I think that's a, it's a massive recognition of a basic truth at our club. I think so. It's, it's ironic that sort of taking it back to basics is probably the most intelligent thing that you can do. Um, I think it, it needs to happen for any football club when they're struggling. You've just got to sort of take it back to the most rudimentary form you can and see where you go from there. But I think the difference is with us, it should be part of our long-term plan because intricate football, possession-based games, that doesn't really suit what we've got down here. It doesn't turn on the then crowd, does it? It, it's, it doesn't float our boat. Yesterday's style of football very much does. I mean, when, when you listen to the live um, bit I recorded in the stadium, the crowd was just alive. It was an electric atmosphere. Yes, it all went square in the end, but I think everyone in there knew that it probably could do at any point. But it was just the, the, the days that we live for, Charlie. This is the kind of drama that we, um, we, we feed off of, don't we? And this is the thing that, these are these games that we're not winning at the moment. They're all results that we could feasibly be having as a comfortable mid-table side, and I think that's the real difference. Because when you're getting hammered by the likes of Norwich and Middlesbrough every week, you, you're going nowhere. But now I think we're we're sort of demonstrating genuinely mid-table form, which is unfortunately just a bit too late. Yeah, too late. I mean, we got we got shot of the um, the problem in our club, which was Ian Holloway. Too late, um, and yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty. And um, I think if we'd have dumped him a few weeks earlier, then we would have had games in hand enough to possibly survive. But there we are, ifs and buts, and, and so on. But no, it was a, it was a death or glory afternoon. Um, just running through the goals. I mean, I, I, I thought Gregory um, his first chance. I thought he'd scuffed that shot, and it was going to get cleared off the line. But the Derby defender seemed to help it in rather than clear it away. So there was a touch of fortune about that opening goal, but. That really electrified the place. As soon as that goal went in, it was game on time, wasn't it? And I've maintained that we've, we've needed our, our own share of luck this season. Yeah. So um, goals like that are very welcome. I mean, luck carried on with a penalty. I mean, I, I thought it was a harsh penalty in the cold light of day. The, uh, how much of a deliberate handball it was. The player seemed to be on the floor and the ball was fired at him rather than any kind of sense of um, you know deliberately handballing, as I recall it. Um, but again, a touch of luck. We got we got a decision that on other days we'd never have got. Yeah, um, I'd agree with that one. I think with the second penalty, it's, it was a lot harder for me to to tell. To be honest, I um, couldn't tell. I couldn't. I mean, I've not seen any reruns, so I'm going on my memories. And in real time, I I, I didn't know. I mean, we got it, so you know we, we will take it. But I couldn't have told you one way or the other how good a decision it was. Um, ultimately, you've still got to put them away, and the way we've seen so many missed penalties down there that. Um, you know, it's only half the battle getting it, really. I mean, clearly as a hat-trick hero, my, my man of the match anyway would have been Lee Gregory. I thought that was a <coughs> a major league performance by Gregory yesterday. To step up, given that he fluffed the penalty previously, the previous chance, to take two in succession like that and put them away and get the opening goal was, you know, that showed real bollocks, I, I thought, Charlie. Real, you know, fair play to the boy for uh, rising to the occasion and the pressure of the situation. He was absolutely outstanding yesterday, uh, yesterday, Gregory, and I think this is potentially his Cholton moment that uh, Morrison had. Yeah, um, he, he just looks like he could actually go on to another level now, and even then, 
if he scores nine goals in a side that gets relegated, that's not actually a bad tally, really. You can see the impact of working with Neil Harris. It's almost like he's he's acquiring Harris-esque moments, the way that he's standing his ground with defenders. He's, he's making himself very difficult to shake off the ball. He's in people's faces, Charlie. I mean, that's, that's fantastic to see up front, isn't it? A striker that is under their skin and aggravating them and, and being a real nuisance. That's what we haven't seen for some time. And it's just great to see it develop in him. Gregory had those basic attributes that you could sort of lighten to Harris anyway, which yeah. I think helps. But to be honest, one of the things that I'm really pleased with at the moment is that I can see Harris instilling that philosophy on just about everyone in the team. And I've got no problem with him telling them to all be horrible bastards, to be honest, because it gets the crowd going and it gets the referee on side and uh, it rolls up the other team as well. Totally. I've got a, um, a press conference quote from uh, Aldo on his on his Twitter feed. So it's direct from Neil Harris. Neil Harris says, next season, next year's squad will be dominant at home, young, determined and full of Mill spirit. Now that's, you know, that, that's that's manner from heaven from our point of view, Charlie. That's that's all we want to hear, isn't it? Yeah, that's, uh, that's the crux of it, really, because if you compare it to this time last year, I think if we'd gone down on the last day of the season, it would have been utter devastation. And I think it's still going to hurt this time round, but we can genuinely look towards the future at the moment. The other tweet from Aldo that made me laugh, and I just want to read this one out because it's an amusing moment in a on a on a, on a morning where possibly you know we need a lighter touch. But um, uh, Neil Harrison and Lee Gregory have both said to Aldo that Mill will now practice finishing and penalties every day in training. If it, what was going on previously? Yeah. <laughs> It's for us not to have been practising finishing in penalties, given that we had a dearth of goals goals scored and we weren't practising finishing. Maybe, you know, it's a vicious circle there, but you think, what what was going on at our club, Charlie, you know? Look, that's the thing, Nick. I mean, as each game goes on in this season, you, you look back to the previous regime and just think... It was not just bad, but an unmitigated disaster. And um, it was shocking. serious questions... Shocking, isn't it? I mean, you know, for a, I mean, I, I am not. I'm no coach. I'm no football man. I'm a fan, but I don't know much about the technicalities of the game. But to me, if you have strikers, you work on finishing goal-scoring chances with them. Yeah. Goalkeepers, you work on stopping shots and all. Of, and the, I don't know. You know, it's just basic stuff, and it clearly wasn't happening. And I just find it. I just find it amazing. Stroke shocking. It's it, it's scandalous. And we're going to pay the price for this because I'm. You know, it, it looks like um, Rotherham have this game in hand. They've got a Tuesday night home fixture against Reading. Where if they win that, I think they are safe at that point. And that puts us down. So you know, next week's trip to Wolves becomes a dead rubber. So we've got to expect that that's going to be the outcome. But that's the price that we're paying for this kind of incompetence previously. I'm trying to look at it in a good way. I think going down. On Tuesday night, with Rotherham winning, is akin to sort of passing away peacefully in your sleep. Whereas, sort of like <laughs> having to go to Wolves on the last day and seeing what happens is going to be quite torturous. Well, I mean, my next week's Sunday morning depends on Tuesday night's result. If, if we're if we're alive, I've got to go up there to it. If we're if we're not alive, then um, I might just pass on on that and do our last show of the season on the Sunday. Um, so yeah, a, a lot rides on on that. I, it, it's hard to see any other outcome now than a Rotherham win. They need it. It doesn't matter to Reading. Um, they're safe. So the odds are you know clearly loaded against us in that way. 
Um, I've got a quote from um, a bloke called Let the Good Times Roll on, on the House of Fun. He's, he says the most frustrating thing is that Harris has shown us that by playing a simple direct brand of attacking football, we probably would have survived and done so comfortably this season. And I think that's the lesson we've got to take out of this past roller coaster month that we've had, Charlie. I think so. I think he's right. Um, I think the, the problem is, really, is that we had to pay Holloway so much bloody money that it was never going to be a matter of quickly deciding to get rid of him. And in football, sometimes you just end up having to go backwards a bit to realise what needs to happen. And I think this is definitely the case here. Um, I'm sure you spoke about it with quite a few people, but for me, giving Harris the job is a no-brainer now. It's a no-brainer because he's in touch with the, the philosophy that we want at the den. And for better or for worse, we are, we are not a sophisticated Chelsea-style play the ball around for half an hour and then get the goal. We, we want to see what we saw yesterday. It's, it is what we feed off. I enjoyed yesterday. I mean, I know it was a... Um, it was a mincer machine, really, when when you look back at it. But I, you know, that these are the days that you go to the den for, Charlie. This is what what it's all about, mate, isn't it? Well, some of the most cynical Millwall supporters I know have even come away from that saying that they're proud of the team, and that yeah. speaks volumes. I think um, all people can ask for is that they try at the moment. We know there's a few players down there who don't really cut it at this level and need to be shown the door. But as long as they're persevering and giving it their role, then what more can you expect, given the current situation? Yeah, I mean, clearly the summertime is going to be an interesting period. It's going to be interesting to see who leaves the club. Some some will you know, be on their short-term contracts, will be finished anyway, and you can't see the likes of Taylor Fletcher needing to be here in August. I sincerely hope not. No, no particular disrespect to him. I think he's put more in than some. Um, the likes of Meyerhofer will be gone. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of rebuild takes place over the over the warmer months ahead, Charlie. Um, we go again in August, don't we? This is the other thing as well. I feel like if we sort of managed to stay up by the skin of our teeth, we probably would have given contracts to a few individuals <coughs> who don't really deserve them. But yeah. relegation just allows us to sort of start with a clean slate. And I know that's difficult because... If I remember rightly, we had to do a similar thing when we went down and appointed Nigel Spackman. You're yeah. talking sort of like 10, 15 new players coming into the club. But why not, really? This current crop as a whole haven't really done it, so no, let's, we, let's build something new. We've got some promising players. Uh, we've got a promising framework. We, we will need to fill in a lot, of, um, a lot of gaps in the squad with more journeyman, um, you know, imports and, and expensive exports going out and, or, or contracts ending. So there's a, there's a lot of work to be done. Um, the worry clearly is that um, Neil Harris, it, it's, it, you know, there's an art form in managing the, the, the kind of rebuild of a squad, Charlie. And, um, you know, some managers can bring players in from nowhere and they, they're, you know, they're the diamonds in the rough. And this is where, you know, it's going to be the next big test for Neil now. I think the summertime and the rebuild will be the true measure of him as a, as a potential manager at this level. Definitely, but uh, this is very much the benefit of him speaking to people like Steve Coppel, Sean Dyche. He's got to pull in all those resources from people he knows in the game. And uh, it's a lot more sensible doing that than sort of going on the advice of agents, which is what I think we did last time we were relegated. Well, we were uh, Spackman was signing. Um, <clears throat> if you stood at the bus stop on Alderton Road, you had, and you had, yeah. you know, you look like you might be half fit, then you, you know there's a contract going. So um, yeah, critical summer ahead. Um, 
League One beckons, and it's going to be a long, tough season next year. This, that's not an easy league to climb out of on the first attempt. But I, I personally feel um, I feel refreshed. I, in, a, in a funny way, it's, it's almost felt like the season has restarted in recent weeks, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, I know that sounds a bit odd given where we've been this season, but there we are. That's the effect he's had on us. Absolutely, and I think um, you'd, you'd be our press to find a mere supporter who does think we're going to piss League One next year if we go down, but just facing up to that reality shows that things are quite healthy because when expectations become unreasonable, I think that's when disappointment is even higher. Yeah. I mean, in a way, we've had our hopes raised these past few games, um, and... You know, in in the end, you kind of always knew the odds were against us. But to have given it the go that we've given it, um, used the right word earlier on, Charlie Pride has given a lot of pride back to a lot of people, and um, that's, it's a nice way to to you know to enter the summertime. So um, well done, well done to the squad, well done to everyone in that team yesterday, well done Neil Harris. And we'll... Yeah, and, and just just the fact that it's a remote possibility that we could stay up on the last day of the season, I think, is a minor miracle. To have taken it this far, I mean, given where we were, yeah. you know, I think it is a minor miracle. So, um, and hats off to the crowd yesterday. That was an immense atmosphere in, in the den yesterday. And um, again, we keep saying it. I keep saying it. That's what we live for. Those are the days. So, um, you know, excellent, excellent work all round. We're going to close there, Charlie. Um, I just want to say thank you to you for your help and support on the show this season. It's been a pleasure, mate. Been um, a pleasure. We'll do it again. I hope in August. So, um, all the best to you for the summertime, mate. You too, mate. Cheers. You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here.